Hi guys, welcome back to Routine Podcast. It's your girl Amira and I'm Kuya. So we are back today to talk about personal finance or just money in general. Um, this is a topic that both myself and Kuya have been getting a lot of feedback and just you know people reaching out to us over DMs or over WhatsApp to talk about just how we banish our finance. <laughs> so what we want to do today is share with you yeah. at least our struggles and like our, our learnings and struggles in dealing with money related issues <laughs> yeah that like we've come across in the past the 30 years but also like big disclaimer we are definitely not your finance gurus definitely not so we will be sharing some things that have worked for us but this is just our experience right. more of like what we've learned from the decisions that we've made with uh, you know decisions related to money as is tradition with routine podcasts for every topic we kind of like to dial it back to our childhood mm-hmm. and how we kind of grew up with specific conversations around a particular topic so it's going to be the same with money uh, we want to look back at how money has been shaped throughout our years was money something that was openly discussed with your family obviously specifically around your with your parents right they mm-hmm. were the one who was the gatekeepers yeah was it an open conversation i think uh when i was growing up i feel like money uh, was was discussed to a certain extent only when it's like good when we're financially more stable mm-hmm. than my dad or my because my dad uh, is the only sole provider in our family so my mom's housewife so when my dad say he received bonus or he's getting his salary then he will share all those things like the good did you parts. know how much your dad made um so when we were younger i think when I was in my teens, I didn't know how much oh, he was making. Like, like he told you? Yeah, he told me. He was like, because he was te- he was telling me he would tell me things like, oh, like, because I have a very good relationship with my dad, mm. so he would share things like, oh, um, I'm getting a promotion, so my salary is going to be increased by this much, and then my bonus was this much, so it was so we can go on holidays. So that was how I knew uh, how much my dad was making, but I didn't really know if that was a lot or not. That that's so crazy because. When I grew up, I feel like how much... So by the way, I, yeah. I grew up with a single mom. Okay. So there was only one okay. um, also breadwinner in the family. Mm-hmm. In this scenario, it was my mother. Mm-hmm. And it was always taboo, knowing how much oh. she make. So, and I always thought everybody grew up like that. You never know how much your parents make because okay. it's something that you shouldn't know okay. and you shouldn't talk about with your friends. Oh. It was just very... So th- that's how I feel about money is that it needs right. to be hidden. So I'm really surprised. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So like my dad, I remember like sometimes in school you have to fill out certain forms mm-hmm, where yeah. you, you need to put in the Correct. income, right? Correct. So I remember uh, my dad would dial it down. He was like, "Oh, I'm making this much, but then I'll just say lah." But I'm you trying. know lah. Yeah, but I know. But I but know how much. Before we can we just go back yeah. like how ridiculous it is that our school, our public school <laughs> system. <laughs> Tells us to go ask your parents how much they make. Yeah, exactly. And they need to fill in this form. Correct. Because I had to do that as well, mm. and that was the first time I knew how much my money, my mom made. I honestly yeah. now don't know whether it's the truth or yeah. to it down. Yeah. I guess that's what parents do. Correct. I didn't know, but that was the first time I know. And the mm. stern thing that she said was, "Make sure you only tell your teacher this." Whoa. And nobody else. And even then, my mom was like, why is your teacher asking this? And then I guess maybe she found out what the form was. I see. Um, 
Oh, yeah, so different lah. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So did you know if you were rich or poor compared to your peers or your family members? When I was younger, I guess subconsciously. I did. Uh, I went to public school in Damansara Jaya. So the nature of the community, it's like a huge spectrum mm. from uh, different socioeconomic status. So you get the really rich people all the way to the um, kids of immigrants, Kausan Stingan, Kampus Kayu Ara. And I was friends with multiple different people. And it, I think one of the first few memories that I have was I would go and play with certain friends' house and I will remember that their whole house will be as big as my room mm. in my Bandar Utama house. So I think that was a stark difference when I first realized where I was. You know, as, as an eight-year-old, I sort of, maybe not intellectually knew it, but I had a feeling of, okay, I can eat whatever I want compared to like this set of friends, whereas... This other set of friends are traveling all over the world, going on holidays, and I probably am not right. able to do that with my family. So, like, yeah, I you know, as kids, yeah. we definitely sort of can gauge subconsciously, sub- right? Yeah. Did, did you? Yeah, I think uh, for me it was similar as well. It was like I remember like primary school. Uh, I know we were, I know we were average because my house was like. Uh, single story house mm-hmm. and then uh, I know that people with like double stories or like bungalows and samidi I guess they're better or I had that subconscious feeling and then uh, secondary school we moved into double story house so I knew we were kind of like doing slightly better financially also uh, with family when you balik kampung uh, when you know when it's raya time like your baju raya or like sometimes cars because I would hear adults talking about it like oh they got a new car or they went overseas or oh, anak dini study overseas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they sometimes they would talk about all these imported snacks which are supposed to be more expensive and more elite so I would have an, I would, that kind of helped me condition my mind to thinking that okay all these things equals to equals to you know, more rich, bougier lifestyle, like, mm-hmm. you know, going overseas, imported mm-hmm. snacks, imported cars. Because I hear a lot of these conversations happening around me, so that I sort of gauge that I'm, like, in the middle. I yeah, I went to a so public school, school yeah. Arunda, mm-hmm. I felt like I was more privileged. Mm-hmm. And then I went to boarding school, KRS, ah. where, you know, we get an array of uh, kids of, like, big businessmen or or kids from politicians mm-hmm. so there is a lot more of a distance when right. I was in secondary school and I think yeah it did kind of aid into my insecurities yeah uh, because I wasn't able to really understand privilege at that time and yeah. why some people act a different way or some people are a bit nonchalant about yeah. paying a hundred ringgit for annual dinner yeah. whereas some other people it's really like a big decision so I, I yeah it, it used to question why it's yeah, yeah, yeah I, it's like, although it's like it was never really communicated in a clear and concise manner to us that okay this is where we stand in the social social hierarchy yeah, yeah hierarchy, social standing yeah. right so like but we just basically gauge based on like you know conversations that our parents have or yeah. like you know what the things that our friends talk about when they go then we kind of like make all these compar- comparisons in our head and then we're like okay I guess we are here based on that what mm-hmm. were some of the either good or bad habits you think that came out from this right comparison yeah because we use this to like kind of compare ourselves to our peers and our family members to gauge where we are right that was what we did mm-hmm, essentially mm-hmm. and that that the bad thing that came out of that was the comparing because <laughs> then i'm like okay if this person is more privileged then i want to know why are we not as privileged 
So obviously, human nature, we will always just look to wanting more, and we don't. Really, I don't. At that time, I didn't look down to like people who have like who are less privileged. Yeah, I wasn't considerate enough to think about oh, like how do they live their lives? I want to know how do they live. I I was just looking trying at people. To go up yeah, the trying ranks. to go up the ranks yeah. and then just focusing on that. And then another bad thing was the comparing, and the second thing was uh, I felt like yes, like you as well. I was very insecure. Like I didn't have all this fancy stuff that all the richer kids had, mm-hmm. and then some of them also had like all this. I think they speak better English. For me, to an extent, I feel like they spoke better English and they had like fancy lessons like music and ballet and all art classes all those things that I couldn't afford to do I remember I think this was during my formative years this was when I wanted to be rich I wanted to belong into that that class yeah I I get what you're saying because I I did uh, participate a lot in dance music Mm -hmm. all that and I actually wanted more I wanted more classes I wanted to do more things and I felt not having money I mean I say not having money my mom right yeah so I felt that not having money was a handicap for me to go and reach for the stars you know when I was a kid I had a lot of dreams and I felt that I just didn't have the flexibility to do it because we didn't have the money to do it did you ever ask your parents like ask your mom yes I mean, what I ask for. like why uh why can't I go for classes? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? No, I don't think okay. so. I ask her, but to be to be fair, I had in that sense a very blessed childhood. I think my mom at any position where she is able to provide me with those classes, she 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 mm. does, and she she's one of those moms who like if I get if my kid wants to do anything, I'm gonna try my very best Aww. to 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 make that happen. Right. But of course, there's a limit, lah. Like, of there, course, there's, there's only that capability, and I wanted to go right, dripping. Okay. You know, I wanted to travel because I want to be a big star. I want to dance. I want to study in London mm. uh, for ballet. All that was pipe dreams at that time mm-hmm. because of our financial situation. I wasn't like poor, poor. Mm-hmm. Of course. Just, I was not. You just you know, wanted more. I wasn't able to spend like, a semester in London. Correct, yeah. That. yeah that's just, because I think in, why we just wanted more because also of our surroundings. We've, we saw people who had more and the opportunities that more money brought them, right? Right, yeah. To an extent, that was why we know that. Because I think if we were living in an area where everyone's the same and everyone's like spending kind of similar patterns, had similar spending patterns to your family, then there will be no more because everyone is going, say you're going to one class a week, everyone's doing just one class a week, that's it. Yeah. So I feel like also the comparison, I mean, where you grow up, your upbringing, and the people surrounding you also kind of affects subconsciously. At that time, we didn't know it was affecting us, but it does. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, when you balik kampong, you see that how people live there, and then compare it to your, um, you know, home. So yeah. to an extent, all these things kind of contribute to how we think about money as mm-hmm. well. So like growing up, what are your good or bad habits related to money? You think? I think the history of how I knew about money, aka what I said just now, we just don't talk about it. It's mm. a taboo thing. Shaped how I feel about money and wealth in my, I want to say, adult. Yes. So how I saw about money, because it was not something that we talk about in the, the dining table, on the dining table, I had this weird like feeling that money will just come. Oh, okay. And I will just work. And then money come, and then I will figure out how to... There's no such thing as managing money. Money come, money spend. Money come, money spend. Ah. And uh, it wasn't until much later 
in in my late twenties that I saw my lifestyle and this was just not not sustainable. Mm. Um, I had different bouts of like credit card issues. When I say credit card issues, I max my credit card. <laughs> Me too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of that was because I just never really thought analytically about money when I first earned money. Money puts in your and I just spend right yeah. as much as there's if there's a balance in my saving in my bank mm. in a, in my bank account mm. then that's money for me to spend right. and I used to remember looking at my friends who will always say oh I'm tapping into my savings we're going on this big holiday it's gonna cost I don't know some crazy amount fifteen thousand and at that point when I first started working of course I couldn't afford yeah. it. And my friends would be, yeah, I, I, you know, with my salary, I can afford it as well, but I'm going to tap into my savings. And I'm like, but, but how much is your savings? <laughs> and I just never realized that people had savings and like significant amount of savings. And when, you know, people are now saying your savings should be able to sustain you for like six months or a year. I, how, how did people get to that? Yeah. I just was, and these are friends who were the same age as me at that time, maybe they were 23, 24, and just started work. So I'm just like baffled. I'm sure when I first started work, my gaji, was, my salary was 2,500 ringgit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To some, it might seem a lot. Yeah. To some, not so much. I was not able to save any money yeah. um, from that salary. So it perplexed me that some of my friends is able to do that. Right. Um, but that gave me like food for thought. I see. And when did you when did you start kind of shifting your mindset to like oh shit like I need I to, need to have yeah uh, just this safety net like I start thinking about having a safety net and what how, made you um so I made a big decision uh, about three years into my career at Astro at that time I am or was an Astro scholar mm-hmm. however you want to look at it and the nature of most scholarship if most people are aware of it you get the scholarship and then you have to serve your bond for a few years with the company so that's what I did I had five years of bond I didn't finish I only did three years and I felt that I got I got a different offer from a different company and I, I felt like I needed to do it and I wanted to move. So when I did, broke my bond and then for the remainder of two years, I was, you know, given a 280,000 ringgit. Damn. Damn. 280,000. 280,000 ringgit. Wow. I... How old were you? I was... When was that? 2000... I was probably 27. 27, 27 yeah. 27, 26, 27. So I wouldn't say, you know, still just not super fresh. Out mm. of but still quite new. Still quite new, yeah. Less than five years Less of five working, years. and when I moved, I didn't even really think about how am I going to pay that two hundred eighty thousand. Oh. So I made the decision Ooh. without having a plan, right, right, to pay back two hundred eighty thousand. My mantra is money will come. <laughs> Wow. But and this is yeah, this is this is my habit, you know, money right. in, money spend. So what I thought was, okay, I have to pay this two hundred and eighty thousand. So oh. my brain will just remind me that I have this money to pay. Every so month. when money come in, oh. I would just pay for that. Oh. First. But when I started the job for the first year, I didn't pay any of that. Oh. I just so I got a huge jump in my salary when okay. I moved to this company and I acted 
the part like <laughs> I you know when for all these holidays I couldn't afford ah. um, that saving that supposedly I was hoping to do nope uh. did not do it <laughs> so I think having a bit more money made me a bit more reckless and then yeah. that's when I had the credit card issues then you know I was already earning a good amount of salary but yet I'm still maxing on my credit card and it came in an you know astral call and they're oh. like hello what is the plan and I don't know I guess something in me just shaped up and like, Amira you make this decision and you need to face the consequences of breaking your bond right so I think that was when the seriousness of it right because uh-huh. I owe a company 280,000 ringgit this right. is not pocket change this is not money that will just appear out of nowhere because apparently that's how oh, I felt wow, right wow. so I sat down and made a plan and became better at saving I think that's that's the trigger that's that was the big incident oh, that wow. made me feel that uh, I was just I was not doing well the first step of course is accepting the fact that you you are not okay. good at it I yeah. was not good at money but you learn lah, you guys. You learn through the difficult times. I feel right. I, I, I think, think so. Yeah. I yeah. I think for my experience, mm. it was very um similar as well. So like growing up, like I mentioned just now, I always looked up to people who had more. So I've always wanted more. But then um when I was seventeen, my dad lost his job. So it was like a big shock to the whole family. So that was when I applied for scholarships and then I got a scholarship and I went abroad um to do to study. And then in the UK was uh when I sort of kind of had to limit my budget as well. Like I knew that um, my parents or family were struggling at home and I had this scholarship, so I just tried my best not to bother them so I didn't request for any financial help or anything but the first year was when my dad paid for me uh the first year and then i had to i used my first year results to apply for a scholarship for jpa scholarship so the first year was super tough because um i would get kind of like distressing calls from my family from my mom or my dad basically that oh you know you have to pay your tuition it's this much and then it's so expensive i think because i think my whole family they were not used to having less because you know when you've had a certain amount and then suddenly you have to cut back i think it's everyone more difficult yeah. to go back than go up for sure yeah. Up, yeah so then i think uh, there was a lot of resentment in my family members as well which was mm. sort of difficult for me like in the first year of uni that's why like, i studied like crazy to just make sure that i get the scholarship so that i don't burden my my dad and then um i also learned to like kind of um, I remember at that time people were going on holidays like summer holidays and everything so I never had that because obviously I couldn't ask my, my dad so what I did was I worked at a part-time uh, I worked part-time selling at a candy shop during um, semester break so candy shop? yeah oh okay yeah, like it's a sales girl yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so like it's called cyber candy in London mm-hmm. so like I was working there and I got like 600 pounds and similar to you money that I get I'll spend so I get 600 pounds 600 pounds go to vacation and then um, so then we I, never learned how to save, did we? No. I, yeah. No one told me that. I, me it's, it's something that you have to save. But you know, you learn it in school, like tabung. You know, when you have those people like uh, tabung, what's those? Ah, the they always like menabung yeah. itu bagus or something like crazy like that. Yeah, but it was very vague though. It wasn't yeah. like you must do it. And there, I don't. I think there was never clear like uh, instruction or guidelines or easy ways to save. So I just didn't. It just didn't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that person anymore. I feel my young, my younger twenties now. It just seems a bit ridiculous for me. But yeah, I just felt at that age, 
you just you have money and then you yeah, spend. Yeah, and that was the first time you actually have money. You That's know? true. Right, that I was the first the time you got money, and that. then you, especially like us, we grew up around people who had more. Mm-hmm. So when we had that money or you had that credit card, it's time to like. It's now, now never. It's your now, now it's your now turn. It's your turn. Now it's your turn. <laughs> oh my god! That's yes. it all. Yeah. Yes. Like, I couldn't afford like 50 ringgit lunches during lunch break but I would go to like yeah like all those salad bars and like oh I know okay salad yeah. then 30 ringgit every day and then like not even the end of the month like middle of the month I'm like fuck the more, yeah I used to be kaya spagi right? makan yeah, pagi for, for sure month, for the month lah right yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and you speak about something else I think one of my bad habits that I realised is peer pressure oh. I cannot say no to hanging out And usually mm. hanging out will involve money. money, and it's somebody's birthday, so we're all going to go celebrate, and we're going to buy her something, and then you know we have to buy decorations, and the, the thought of it is great. Of yeah, course, yeah, right? you're doing this for a friend, but at that time, I knew very well that I cannot afford this. But do I? Did I still do it? <laughs> yup. Do you feel embarrassed to kind of tell your friends that you don't have money or like? Guys, I'm just broke, or I'm just yes, and it's definitely just on me because I'm still friends with some of these people. Well, the person that I'm friends with is also sitting here. <laughs> uh, let's be real, yeah, our yeah, group yeah, of friends, yeah, 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 our group sure. of friends, right? We love them, yeah. but we did sort of have this kind of but keeping we, up with the Jones yeah. and being out at Changkat yeah, and we can, yeah. So I honestly, that time, sometimes just. Cannot afford having yeah. you know a hundred and fifty ringgit dinner, yeah. and if I could choose, I would not go out. But I just, I couldn't say no, and I didn't have an answer as to why I was not coming, right. because the fact that saying that I cannot afford it was just not an option. I was just too. Is it embarrassed? I don't know what. Or it's like an ego thing. Ego, right? ego, perhaps. You're gonna yeah, lose you know, your yeah. ego because you maybe you want. I think for me was because I because I think I don't know why. Like I feel like because when I growing up, people always thought that I was okay, like kind of middle class, uh, okay. right? So they had this perception, but nobody really knew that like you know my dad lost his job and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. all these things happened. So even when I was in London, I didn't tell people that I was working to go to fund my vacation. I didn't tell people that I was struggling uh, with this issue with my family, so no one really knew that I had any financial. I mean, yeah, no one really knew that I had any financial issues to an extent where I was just kind of keeping it in and then trying to portray this facade. Facade, yeah, yeah which was my fault. But, as but well. it's crazy, right? Because like you and I were friends back yeah. then as well. Like if I have just said something, knowing you now, yeah. you would have also okay lah, yeah. ready to go out. Yes, let's just meet up at yes. home. I just wish I said something back yeah, then. Yeah. And I'm now wondering like how many of my other friends also felt like they had to keep up with this lifestyle that I myself also cannot. Like, keep why up. You can't this? keep up. Why are we They doing can't this keep guys? up, but we're still doing it. Yeah. Why are we doing this? And we're we're going to debt. Like I think serious kind of like I think for you you mentioned you had that big turning point mm. when you left Astro. Yeah, and I had that huge education. <laughs> I was similar like you, girl. Like my first salary, I didn't save, and then bonus pun I would spend. Pergi holiday, like spend everything, and then what happened was I was gonna get married, uh-huh. and then I was earning. I was in securities commission, so the salary there was not as competitive. So what happened was, uh, I was twenty seven and I wanted to get married, right? But I again, 
because of expectations and conditioning, I always wanted this like grand wedding because I feel like I would disappoint mm. people. Like if I don't have this nice wedding, people will think that I'm a loser. Right? People will think this, people will think that. But deep down, I know I don't want a big wedding. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like maybe a nice dress, but not at a hotel. And like all these things that I don't want, but like I, I was willing to, to, to go out of my way to get it. So what happened was, I told myself that I need... So I remember I was like 26 or something. Yeah, 27 actually. So I told myself, I was still in SC. I got bonus in December. Even though knowing that I was going to get married soon, I blow that 20... I got like, I don't know, 25k bonus. And I blew it. I went for two vacations and I finished it. And then I was telling myself that, oh, it's okay. You know, you can find more money. You just need to get another job. And then I told myself that like, okay, I'm going to apply to all these... Um, companies, MNCs, multinational corporations. What happened was um, I was going to get engaged end of the year when I was 27 December. So this was in Jan, Feb, Jan. So then I was applying, applying. I didn't get anything. Even bef- uh, from the last year, I was already applying. I didn't get anything. And then February was when I got a big jump. Um, I finally got a call from PwC and then I got a big jump. And then I remember just taking it and then I started in May. I remember I needed to get the loan by October to pay for my stuff, wedding stuff, the year after, uh, which is, was in January, I think. Yeah, actually, yeah. So this was when I was like 28, actually. So my wedding was January the next year. So like I was, yeah, I started PwC in May. And then, you know, you need to get approved, right? To apply for a loan. Well, no, yeah, okay. so so I was like, I was like, oh, struggling. Oh, so you need the PwC job. To get your the loan. loan approved. Correct. Okay, yes. Yeah, because like I start, I went to some of the banks. Cause I don't know. I was willing to go into debt lah, basically, to find my, my wedding. wedding. Yeah. So I know I need I needed like X amount, and then all of the banks were saying, no, you need to earn this much to get this uh, this amount of loan. So I said, okay, I don't have that, so I have to get another job. Then in October, I remember going to the bank and then applying for the loan. It got approved. It was super easy. And then I remember calling HR at PwC. At that time, I wasn't confirmed yet. It was six months probation period. And then um, the HR was always fine. You can just give our recommendation letter. And finally, I got approved. And then that was good. So I got the loan in October. And guess what? Like <laughs> Instead of like just not touching that money, I went to Korea. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. By the way, guys, <laughs> I, I know I know about this wedding loan, but I did not know she used it to go to Korea. Yeah. So I used part of the money to go to Korea to just basically one last hurrah okay. for the wedding. Uh, okay. That did that, and I was like, it's okay. I'll just make up for it. I'll just save more the next month, and then, um, true night. I did lah to an extent, and then I basically just used the money. The money was gone by. December basically because I paid for my dresses for and everything all, yeah. for all yeah. my wedding expenses so by January after we got we got married 7 Jan by January we were like date broke because my husband also went into credit card debt and okay. then so we were broke and then we moved into our house which was like completely empty <laughs> there was nothing it wasn't furnished there was like a fridge because it came with the house and then one aircon and I remember we were going to Ikea and we used the kind of ampau money that we got from our wedding to to buy the stuff and then that was when it kind of hit me like okay so I just finished up you know X amount from the loan and now I have to continue paying installment um, for the next two two years and suffer the consequences yeah that was when I realised that yeah, I can't even reap the benefits of getting a pay rise because I was paying this pay. loan, right? I was servicing this loan. So, but I didn't change. I, like, 
another big mistake was like so the first Wait, so after yeah. you're saying you didn't change after you got married no okay. I realized that it was kind of bad story. yeah I, I realized that okay I, it, this is bad queer like, it's kind of bad mm-hmm. but like I could still afford to to pay the loan and then um, have some spending money of course I maxed out my credit card too lah okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so what I did was um, so that like, I would get bonus right so every year I was lucky enough to get bonuses at that time so in um, July I got my first bonus so then, instead of paying the, the loan with my bonus money, I went on vacation. I went on my honeymoon to eat it to Europe, guys. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, maxed out credit card, hutang, and then be Europe, okay? Because I, I still wanted to pay, a, you know, I have to go to Europe for yeah. my honeymoon. Yeah. yeah, I was such a brat lah. I'm now, now thinking back, and then, because I was so focused on what people would think. And I wanted to fit to their expectation. Yeah. I want to like pick up something that you just mentioned I definitely go through had it as well and I think a lot of people do is whenever you're making this like I wouldn't say bad questionable Mm. financial decision a lot of that rationality comes from future me will deal with it yes future me will get a better job future me will save more so it's that instant gratification Um, and we know this it's a problem with our for sure. Society right now, right? Yeah. We are super into now, 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 yeah. get money now, go holiday, holiday now. Enjoy now. Enjoy it's, now. Yeah. And well, it's great to live in the moment, but if you're doing something now that it's going to affect future you, I think that usually is a red flag. Yeah, okay. I that's think a good that point. is when, that's something that I learned because, you know, the story about me maxing out my credit card. It's also the same yeah. thing. I always say, it's okay, I'll buy this now, then next month, I just don't spend 100 ringgit of going out. Next month come, guess where I am? You know, Sometimes you spend 200 ringgit. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes 200 ringgit, because say, next month, yes. and then you spend 300 ringgit, no, next That's month. That's the truth. I, I mean, I'm very, I feel very confident that a lot of people who are listening to this will understand yeah. this, you know, future us. Yeah. We'll deal with it. Do you use like spending to kind of um uplift your mood as well? Like yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's the therapy. Yes. That's why there's a name for it. it. It's true. I was literally at one point addicted to to retail therapy. Yeah, no, like yeah. after work, stressful, bizarre. Yep, go either, right. Either, yeah. Go spora, spend, and then I think um the the other big thing for me was also because so yeah I went my honeymoon mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then the following year. I was still paying throughout. I never missed a payment. So uh-huh. that that I was yeah, kind of was proud good. of for myself. Like I was like, just just make the minimum payment. Well of course, like money was tight to an extent. Like I could have had more savings and do more, but then I chose that. Okay. And then <laughs> the following year I got a bonus again in May or June. Instead of I could have used because I think at that point at that time I was almost gonna finish paying off my loan already. And then but instead of finish paying it off and like I can save on interest what I did was I bought a Chanel bag (laughs) which cost like a bomb and then I was like after I bought the bag I was like oh I don't feel anything I don't feel happy or I don't feel anything I remember not feeling much and then it just stays at home and then I see like like every time I go out be like oh I just feel so not me sometimes I feel like I'm showing off something that I'm not Mm -hmm. I had that so that was kind of like my trigger point kind of came slowly also and then I, I I moved to another job as well so I got another pay rise and then I 
I didn't at that point I was just spending again like the retail therapy thing mm-hmm. like it was when I'm down spend spend I didn't save basically I didn't save until last year the pandemic the pandemic actually made me realize that shit I didn't have insurance I didn't have okay. health insurance okay. I didn't um uh, I didn't I didn't really have much savings I had like maybe maybe less than 5k here and there mm-hmm. but yeah I didn't because I saw that when I read that people were losing their jobs and then all these things were happening I told myself shit like, you were not ready for I'm not ready. all these unexpected yeah. things yeah. yeah I remember at times when like, I would get like into a, a car accident and then you have to pay, right? Because you don't want to you know, use your insurance. Uh-huh. Then it's like, oh, fuck, I have to charge you 2 k Yeah, yeah. It's How? a big dent. Yeah, uh-huh. and I get really stressed out about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, of course, you use your credit card yeah. again. And then you're like, okay. So I feel like um, I, want, I think what started the savings for me last year was also because I, I was looking to buy something else. It started off with that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to save to buy this thing. But what happened was, when I started saving, I had a small fund. Feels good. It feels good. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I feel less stressed. Yeah. Right? I, I remember when I had that small fund and then I got into a car accident. I was like, oh, I That's can okay. pay it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so this is like, this is how my retail therapy addiction have moved into saving therapy addiction. Oh. I don't know. But yeah, when my saving number goes up, I get this sense of, Accomplishment. Accomplishment, yes, but also it's like ooh, and it's like sort of like how I feel when I got a new dress. Oh. So yeah, it has changed the way I feel. It's still the same money, right? Yeah. And I'm still spending it. One is spending it on a dress. Another was spending, but putting it in an account, a saving account, or whatever investment that is still actually I still own that. But I still get that joy. That joy. Mm. Maybe it's a function of maturity. I think so. <laughs> you know, also because we've been in deep shit. Yeah, I think so <laughs> right? too. I think so too. We've been in deep shit that we it kind of forced us to basically get our shit together and learn how to, you know, save. Save. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. And this whole saving thing, I it's easier said than done yeah. because we were never it wasn't like a habitual thing yeah. that was taught to me at least. Same. No one really talked to me. My parents never mentioned saving. Like they I think my dad, my family as well. They they were big spenders. Mm. I have to say they mm. they they were, they've always been big spenders, and then I think that kind of cascaded down to us as children, and we are all big spenders Same. as well. Same. I feel like my mom was also not like super lavish ex- expenditure, but mm. if she because she has money, if yeah. she wants something, it doesn't matter how much it costs, yeah. like she will. Get right. it, like, and my mom was a successful professional yeah. person, so she was very comfortable, especially, you know, towards her later yeah. years, at yeah. the peak of her career. That was when I think my family hit that. I don't think we ever were upper class, right. okay. but we were very, very were. close. Yeah. No, because upper class in, like, T20, definitely. If you live in Damasarajaya and, like, Badar Tama, you're definitely T20. Household income more than uh, 10 k Yeah, but, but I single, single parent, ma. Oh, so okay. there is that there's that there's still okay. that um but she still did very well yeah. and I got like luxury she mm. when I was living in New York she would come and I yeah. would I would love it because she, when she comes we'll go shopping and everything she puts a bill but Aww. that's what I saw because my mom never like have a plan okay this we are on a holiday <laughs> this is how much I can spend shopping with you I we never had that conversation mm. so I only saw her swipe swipe. Yeah. Swipe. So guess where I learned to swipe, swipe, swipe. I think it's like a very subconscious thing, very. right? And we learn from behaviors. Mm-hmm. We look at like, our parents, our family members. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that like when I got married, 
the funny part is like my husband also is not a saver. It's not. <laughs> no. Okay. He also started. He has never had a plan. Although his his mom and his dad are big savers. Um, I I found out later that they're big so savers. So how is that different? How did they? He just went the opposite direction. Huh. Yeah. That's so also yeah, that. I guess it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't mean that just because your parents is one way. Correct. Would, yeah. It's all. It can be. It, it can work out like the opposite direction as well. So for him, he yeah. went the other way. Then when we got married, he he was also in like he never. <laughs> He never had a plan like how much he must must he contribute for like the duit hantaran for example. Yeah, yeah. Like he didn't know like he was like what the fuck like I have to pay this much. <laughs> well, I think to be fair, I have no idea how that works. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like arbitrarily set by the by the female. But then mm-hmm. it's like that, and then it's like he bought a house. He didn't really think about the furnishing part. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I didn't think about it. Too. I was just thinking. I remember after we got married to that day, I was like, oh, so romantic, which one? And then he's like, oh, tak ada furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, what? But and, yeah. it's sweet then to think that at least like, he could have figured, he could figure out you. Rather yes. than you guys figuring out alone. Yeah, but like the first year was like tough on the, on the marriage because we never had this like, I think financial related conversation. Mm. Like I think I saw like on TikTok that like there's all these financial gurus giving you like you know the kind of questions that you want to ask your partner before. before. You, yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. are like super helpful. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't have that conversation. It was just kind of like okay like who's paying for the house and like blah blah blah. And I remember like marriage also taught me a lot about expectations because I had a certain idea about okay what my husband should mm. do. Like bagi nakal. Like, I wanted the same lifestyle of like how I was when I was living in Tamanto when, when my dad was kind of giving me stuff. But then I realized that no, things are different and then my husband, I would communicate all my wants to him and then... Were you expecting him to fulfill it? Yes, I was expecting him okay. to fulfill it and he never says no. And I yeah. didn't know that he didn't have the money so he was going into more debt because he wanted to fulfill like certain expectations. Right. Right, of me and he wanted to be a good husband. <laughs> I mean, bless him but... <laughs> And then we realized, I remember, after we came back from the honeymoon, honeymoon, we both went to Europe, but both credit card maxed out, like, not, he has, like, more credit cards, mm-hmm, but, like, mm-hmm. and then we came back, and then he was, like, he was losing weight, and he was getting very, like, he was different. So I said, what's going on? And we got into this big fight, and I asked him what's going on. He said, do you know that I'm in, like, in this much debt? Okay. And I also was, like, that was when... I realized that like okay you need to compromise. That's a whole another episode about like marriage. But mm-hmm. also I think that was when it hit me that shit. We both need to learn about money, like managing money, because both of us didn't know how to yeah. like, manage money. And it is a main cause of problems in relationships. Oh, yeah. Uh, because people don't talk about it yeah. up front or even when they're in the marriage yeah. everything is taboo yeah. uh, speaking about relationships so I got into a relationship with somebody who is very good at saving Ooh. so as you can imagine um, we got together before I had this mm-hmm. epiphany <laughs> of changing <laughs> so he saw me spending mm. with my credit card he saw, I mean, he never said anything yeah. uh, maybe it was early in the relationship so yeah. he was still trying to be you know, trying to be sweet and stuff. But I think his watchful eyes also puts me in a place of... And he does it very well. I would say, I think we compliment each other very well because okay. he kind of questioned me, do I need this? Is it essential? Is there a different place to get it when I want something really, really bad and I have to have it now? Right. He like makes me stop. Okay. Whereas, because he, he's so good at saving that he oh. sometimes deprives himself 
out of certain, wow. you know, I'm like, okay, this coffee is 11 ringgit, yeah. but taste it. Don't you think that it's... Worth so he has started to also enjoy, ah. you know, certain, he allows certain luxury in his life and it costs a bit more. Um, but it has been a, it needs to be a conversation. Yeah. That I think that's the, 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 the key You're thing. You're so lucky like, to have a partner. I mean, that compliments you. I, I, I'm super extent. lucky because I think he, the, because he came from a family that was a bit more conservative in money. So he learned that from, right, from his family. It. And that helped me because I did not have any of this. He grew up with a father who was very open about finances, very open about budgets and oh. like how much everybody should be involved in. You know, when he had to go and study, there was like a spreadsheet. Oh, wow. My boyfriend, by the way, is an auditor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine, right? He oh, likes wow. spreadsheets. Um, and he has helped me with that. It doesn't have, guys, it doesn't have to be a boyfriend or a yeah. girlfriend. You can learn it yourself. You can learn it yourself. There's so many, you know, YouTubers, TikToks yeah. out there. Out. Um, and to be honest, like a lot of your friends are probably going through certain yeah. questionings as well. Like, figure it out. And talk to your friends. I mean, honestly, you need to talk to, if you're in a difficult financial situation, I feel like people don't talk about it to your friends. And then you feel so alone and you... Yeah, to the point where some people they borrow from alums and yeah, all those things yeah. because you feel that you cannot you cannot ask your friends. Yeah, and also also we don't know how to manage money, right? Like we always think that like money will come, especially when we're younger. It's like, ah, we can always, we we will always have jobs. Yeah, and then like the pandemic hits, and mm-hmm. then, you know, what if you don't have jobs? And mm-hmm. then what if you get sick? What's your backup? Like then I I finally got insurance last year. I got insurance. Nice, good job. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna commit this, and then I I paid off all my credit card debt this year. Yes, it feels so good, guys. Ooh, Trust me, like cha. I was thinking to myself, hmm, but instead of paying my credit card debt, I could buy back with it. And then I was just like, no, girl, get your shit together. This is now or never. Then I was like. I paid the credit card debt and then now I have no debt. I uh, finished up paying the loan too. So awesome. I feel like... Congratulations, Thank babe. you. But I still need, I'm building my savings now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. So and I, you know, you got it, that's right. But you did it first right, right? You paid off all your obligations. Yeah. And then now you're at a place where you can have save your disposable income. What did you wish you knew about finance? Maybe like, you know, in high know, school. Yeah. Or maybe like, let's go, not even high school because, you know, we were kids back then. Maybe yeah. we were adults. Let's say like so after graduation, right? Yeah, yeah. in our early after 20s, which uh, clearly, we are so <laughs> dumb fucks with money back then. So, what do you wish you knew? I wish I knew that basically the importance of having that emergency fund. Everybody, I have friends when I was in my 20s. I had friends who were like your your friend. Uh, your, your, sorry, your, your partner, right? Mm-hmm. Who saves. Mm-hmm. I would always listen to them talking about savings, insurance. Mm-hmm. But like, it was just like noise to me. I was just like, oh, why do you... think because like you don't know it? So you're scared of even participating in the yes, conversation? Yes, 100%. Me, yes. Right? Uh, I was just so... I don't know it. And then I was just like, oh, why is it making me feeling anxious? And like, I don't want to think about it. I just want to spend my money. Like, <laughs> yeah, correct, correct, correct. I want to feel the guilt yeah. of not having insurance. Yes. So like, let me buy my dress. <laughs> Don't talk to me about insurance. I want to go to Zara yeah. now. Yes, and I feel also I needed to go through. I wish like someone would like sit me down and tell me that if you save this much and you invest, I wanted um then you can make this amount without doing much. And so having like passive income, mm-hmm. I always thought that like income needs to be active. You need to work and then you get you sell something then you get. But the whole concept of like passive income was 
something that I was never made aware of, mm-hmm. like investment and then saving money and also just to learn how to not be too materialistic. <laughs> I think if someone had sat me down and tell me that, you know, like the things that we're reading now, like that all these material things mm-hmm. won't give you joy and all those things. I feel like I wish someone would tell me that, but I also think that some things you just need to go through it for you to, for you to get you. You can tell somebody to do something, but until they actually want to do it, yeah, it's going to be difficult to actually get that that message across. Yeah, I wish something bad would have happened to me when earlier. I was younger. Yeah, earlier when I was younger, so that I would have then realized it sooner. I think, mm. but it's okay. What yeah. about you? What, what uh, you for think? me, I I think it has something to do with how I viewed money when I was younger. I just wish I knew a lot sooner like how money can be not scary because I oh. always viewed money as scary right. and uh, that I was going to have a lack of it. So you got to make sure you just keep pushing on so that the lack of money is never a reality. Oh. So you keep pushing. And I just like, I was scared of money, but mm. I wanted it. So I just go for it without actually like really confronting it. Oh. So when I had that huge amount of that mm. again, two hundred eighty thousand ringgit, guys. Yeah. Like it's That's like what? How many cars can you get? Yeah, around exactly. from yeah, yeah. You can get uh five myvis. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. That that is what I was thinking of when I look at the amount of money. So when it was too big, it just got too scary. Oh. So I like close my eyes. Okay. And I ran away. Um, until like they call and I have to confront so something bad happened, right? right? Which is like they were calling me and like, hey, you need to figure this out. Yeah. Um, I had some friends and also actually a mentor who's a bit older than me like sat me down and just point blank did something to me that I think I guess my mother never did he just asked me okay what is your income Ooh. and then he like laid out um, a plan for me and this is actually my new boss remember how I was moving to a different yeah, yeah, company, company right? yeah. that's why I have to pay back yeah. that bond it was the new boss oh, it was wow. the VP who understood that I had to pay but he still wanted to hire me and he oh, said okay right. What is your, what is the thing? So he helped me figure out a plan and he made it so doable. Ah. That was the key. Like he explained it in such a doable way that I could see, okay, this is where my plan is. If I am able to save, say, 5,000 here, 5,000 there, then I will equip a mark. It won't happen in a year, clearly, but it will happen. And also I was in a sales job, so Mm. I earned commission. Ah. So I am in charge of how much money I take home. Right. Because I do get commission on based right. on how much sales I make. So that was a great, I think he did it really well. Cause to I push was, you. Yeah, he was my employer and he spoke, you're on a commission base and this is the game. And I had another mentor who was like a different, it was actually my ex-boss okay. in Astro. Oh, okay. And he also knew about it and he looked at me and he did the same thing. And so these were like, I guess older people who I respected. Yeah. And they showed me how doable it was. Right. If only I was not so scared of money. Right. 10 years ago yeah. all those credit card all those uh, saying no to my friends about mm. wanting to go out I think I would have been okay with doing that right. but now again I feel in control because money doesn't scare me anymore even if I don't have enough mm. yeah it'll be bad yeah. but it doesn't scare me I'll figure out a way to get it but I just, I'm not afraid of it anymore wow and that I think I'm so scared of that. <laughs> I still, cause um uh I'm currently I I'm taking a career break. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh also like I was able to take this career break because of what happened in the past where I made the decision to. So I basically this decision to take a career break happened like a year 
plus ago. So I planned for it. Like I told myself I was going to finish paying off my loan by X date and then I'm going to save my money this amount. And then I was able to build like a NASA basically for myself for a few months. But I feel like it's been one month only. But I feel like I, I do get that anxiety of like, oh, like, yeah, so what if the money runs out? And then yeah. I know that I could get a job and then it'll be fine. But I think I still have that the anxiety like, when it comes to money. And also, I still, my retail addiction, so what I did with my clothing addiction, I had this retail addiction, so what I did was I stopped buying um, fast fashion. Mm-hmm. So that was a big one. So I'll buy like, one quality piece, maybe one top a month or something like that. And then I'm building, curating my closet so it's more capsule like, which i absolutely yeah. love by the way your clothing wardrobe style everything is 100 thank you so i'm like i feel like i i'm learning about sustainable fashion mm-hmm. so i realize which saves you money actually yeah, in the long run. yeah i feel like um learning about how to curb your habits like sustainable fashion those things and then like learning about passive income uh, or investing i haven't invested much for and just like, yeah. <laughs> like i haven't either. Either. i'm yeah. not i'm not i'm not I think uh, in the journey of money right now, mm-hmm. where I am, at least my at least now where I'm thinking, first you save money, and yeah. then once you have a pot, then you invest, For sure. and then you know you that's what you can do in your retirement yeah. like passive income. So I think I have done the saving part okay, well. Okay. The investing. investing part, I'm still question mark. Right. Uh, I am still I'm learning, just like you. Yeah. I'm also on a career break. Yep. Um, and the reason why I can't be on this career break was because I have a pool yeah. of savings that. By the way, it's accidental. And I'll let you know, and this could be one of the good habits I yeah. guess, that I could share yeah. with the people out there. So I earn a specific amount of money every month. Okay. Um, there was a point in time when about 60% of my take-home salary goes towards paying off oh wow the goes towards paying off the uh loan loan the 20 yeah the extra loan the, the big the big ass loan <laughs> it was a big chunk but i think i was very aggressive about wanting to pay it off mm. in the shortest amount of time and i look back at my finances and i'm like okay i can survive with this amount so whatever else that i make it goes straight to oh. paying it off and so i did i managed to pay off right. the loan uh, i think it took me about three years wow okay okay um and then when I finished the loan, so now my take home is a lot more, right? Yeah, I didn't have, yeah. But what I, what did happen is that I did not change my lifestyle. Nice. Okay. Okay. So I didn't change my lifestyle, so I, my spending did not go up, but my salary is still that. So now sixty sixty percent of that goes into savings. But I actually didn't even think about it because uh, you're I, so used to. I was just mm. you know doing my thing. Uh, yeah, I didn't have to pay uh, the loan anymore, but I was just still doing my thing, and I didn't right. really feel. I think because I was so strict for that three four years that I have been Jeez. able to curb like all other yeah. desires and wants and needs, perhaps. So yeah. So when I, that was one thing that I realized, also seeing across my peer groups, is that people upgrade their lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Uh, as their salary upgrades which is fine by the way it is fine but my recommendation if your salary upgrades by 50% upgrade your lifestyle by 20% yeah or you know not don't 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 go yeah. hand in hand I was like my salary hack 50% my lifestyle upgrade 100% <laughs> Legit, girl. Except for my car, I didn't change my car. Like, because yes. your cars probably didn't matter to you. And yeah. I think this is the thing about spending is that people say, oh, you spend so much in your car. Uh, how do you know about money? You know, you have this expensive car. Maybe cars is your thing. Yeah. So, do you go? Yeah. Right? If yeah. that brings you, if, you know, buying retail, yeah. uh, 
gives you that joy. That joy. Yeah. Do that, but yeah. you were saying do it in a more sustainable way, yeah. which was buying more yeah. quality stuff that lasts longer. So there are better ways to upgrade your life, yeah. right? And this is when I think comes the thinking and the more knowledge. Yeah. And planning and don't be scared about money. Exactly. And I think to add to that is also like experience and who you surround yourself with. I think um, what also kind of hit me was because of the pandemic, I realized I was exposed to a few people who were who lost their jobs, right? So I could see what happened to them. Mm, that so scared like, the shit. Yeah, out of that me. scared the shit out of me, and I was just like, "Fuck!" That you up, right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Kind of stuff like that. Yeah, you right. Or like, um, so I saw a friend um who got sick um because he's young, he's only twenty eight, who got sick, has no insurance, had to go to surgery, fifty k surgery. No insurance. Who's gonna pay? Company's not covering. So who's gonna pay for you? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna take up a loan? So immediately after I read something like that, that was when I bought an insurance. I think I read that online, and I was like, the next day I was like, okay, I need to get insurance, and I got my insurance like immediately because I feel like if you maybe your group of friends are all like living this, I don't know, cushy lifestyle ever, yeah, yeah. then it's very difficult for you to stop spending. Yes, right. It's very difficult because you're trying to keep up with yeah. them and like. Yeah, trying to put on this facade. But I think if you surround yourself with like people from different backgrounds, different experiences to you, that's how like you and I also, that's yeah, how you yeah, learn the yeah. most because it's like you met your uh, boyfriend who was, you know, different, different experience, different upbringing. Different habits. Different habits. Yeah, that's yeah. how you learn, yes, right? Yes, yes. I feel like also try to go outside of like what someone would tell me because I was someone who's very scared of like meeting people from different backgrounds or like different experiences, right? So I feel like, okay, this is like the kind of people that I would get along with. I'll just stick to them. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm, I'm also an introvert so I don't like to meet new people <laughs> in general. So I feel like I think... Uh, through my job, I get to meet different different people from different backgrounds. That also helped. And then when I was in Shopee, like all these younger kids, they were talking to me about investing. And I was like, the fuck? You're only 21. You're already investing. Girl, I'm telling you, they are woke as fuck. Yes! Okay, now. <laughs> this, like, youngsters. I was like, I had no investment. They were, like, they were talking to me about like, stash away, like, what's the risk? And I was just like, they were sitting next to me. I was just like, yeah, like, Kuya, do you invest in what portfolio? And I was like, what? I, I know nothing. That was why I looked into like, stash away and all these things. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, okay, like, if they can do it, so can I. Yeah. So I think, just like, if you want to, there's a lot of like, platform out there that you can... Yeah, but you, you need to want to. Yeah, you like strike a chord with me because the word investing and stocks or, uh, you know, um, putting money in money, whatever yeah. market, like yeah. that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> like how saving, talking about money used to scare me a few years ago. Uh-huh. But I feel like this is the time for me. I right. am now comfortably in this place where I, I, I need to like learn about this too. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. We can live together. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like I feel like like, if you're scared, like, we'll start with, like, a small amount, like, 500 ringgit, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think recently, my husband and I, I was telling uh, Isan, my husband, said, B, we need to look at all these kids. Yeah. Then, like, you know what? Maybe we should get stashed away in our podcast. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, right? So, we talked about your past, where you are now, and then, where do you see yourself? Like, what's your current financial mm. goal? And, like, do you still kind of, you know, you, you said you used to compare, you used to yeah, want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you on that? Um, okay, I, 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 I thought about this question a little bit before coming mm-hmm. on this podcast because I am just in a weird transition where I have decided to take a, not just a pause, but really redirecting my career. Mm-hmm. I did 
very well. Yeah. I did very well in this career that I had and I was earning a, a good chunk of money. Yeah. And if I stay on this path, I feel like... Loaded! Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be shy to admit yeah. that I feel like I will hit that T20, whatever yeah, you call it. Like, you yeah. are lah. Not, I mean, not, okay. not right now, but I feel that I will be in that position. You know, once I have a family and all, we will be that kind of family. It was easy for me to start working and getting this money because I had to pay my loan. And then once that motivation has fallen... And then I have changed my, you know, my retail therapy is not as mm-hmm. intense yeah. as it used to be. Uh, I still have it, but it's a different monster now. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that has changed. And then I got all this money. That's why my savings was accidental. Right. It just suit that. And then I remember, okay, Amira, how much is enough for you? How rich do you want to be? I feel nobody really asked that question. How rich do you want to be? What does that look like to you? So uh, I wow. had a few months to think about it and asking myself what is going to be enough for me. And I have my own answers for it in terms of well, I'm now no kid. So mm. I think that's why I have a different view of yeah, how much I should sure. earn. And I realized that I don't really want to be in that 1%. Yeah. And I don't, that, that lifestyle, don't, 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 that's not who I want. That's not yeah. where I want to be anymore. Of course, I, if I have that amount of money, then Great. sure. Yeah. But the intersection also happens because I was unhappy in my job. So mm. I couldn't find the motivation to like make that amount of money any longer. So that's why I decided to, okay, this right. is not for me. Because I started asking questions to myself. How much money do you want, Amira? How much money do you want to make? Yeah. And I felt that I still don't know really. I'm not comfortable of what is my goal. Goal. So I have like a number. My only thing now is savings. Right. Um, I have a pool of savings that I kind of want to go to a certain number. Uh And you spoke about passive Mm, income. income. So in terms of finance and where I want to be in the future, I want to create a few streams of passive income. Yeah. That girl, I don't want to work anymore. Yeah. I don't want to work nine to six. Yes. And yes. Be, but then still be able to financial. So that sure. is my goal. Where I see myself. Okay. <laughs> Doing basically also basically what you're saying is that money is no longer like the main driver in your decision to an extent. Is that you have... Macam, yeah. Once I reach a certain amount, I don't okay. know what the amount is. Yeah. Perhaps that's where I was before because I already reached a certain amount. Right, that so you're I, okay. I dah macam, okay. It's not your main... Like, yeah, it's main, not. The, the main thing... I know because I've met people that money was like their main basically drug. Mm. It's like, you know how people are addicted to shopping? Some mm-hmm. people are just addicted to earning money. money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they... It was like basically they want all these material things. That was their goal. Like... Sending their kids to international school abroad, having a big house, cars, and all those things. And I think that decision also is because of money, right? So money was your main driver in all your decisions. But I think you, like you said, well, to I an mean, extent. it would still be a driver. I guess yeah. I need to find what my driver is. So I just, I'm just literally just yeah. thinking of this. So I just told you that I want to look, say I have five streams of passive yeah. income. And for me to get that passive income, I need to have a pot of money to start, start investing. Yeah. So maybe that is my, it's still money motivated, ah, but I want to get to that got it. To that level. But I don't really, maybe because it doesn't look materialistic, yeah. so people think that I'm not okay. after money. Okay. I am. Okay. But my manifestation of wealth is very different. Is probably different from typically somebody who's... Because actually money 
basically what money does like savings and everything it's not it's not like it's bad to go after money or anything. Mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. into money good for you because money gives you money doesn't buy happiness but money buys you freedom yes right and freedom options, and options choices, yeah. yeah it gives you the option to maybe give you happiness mm-hmm. so so it won't give you happiness it's a means to an end but yes. it's not the end yes right? you put it so well yeah i feel like i feel like where i was before like i think for me it was more because i was very i think it was also who i was surrounded with like growing up i saw that um all of my friends were richer than me they all had this bougie lifestyle that i've always wanted i always craved like oh that's why i wanted the chanel bag some of my closest friends had chanel bags when they were in like they were 18 they got chanel bags and i've been deprived of a chanel bag i tell myself since i was 18 so i was like when i hit 30 i was like this is it it's now or never kind of thing which was so stupid now in hindsight but i think now also because our society also taught us to kind of idolize all this one top one percent I yeah. put them on a pedestal, like all these like rich people, like I put them on a pedestal, like all the elitists, uh, people living in Kedamasara, all those people, I would look at them as like a certain way, that's something I need to aspire to be, like to behave like that, yeah, yeah. right? So uh, what shifted for me was that maybe I don't want that anymore. anymore. I feel like because um, what I did was like, I tried to look into why I wanted to be like them. It was because my ego just wanted to feel more superior. Lah. Again, with my wedding and everything, mm. I just wanted to feel more superior because when you have more money, when you drive a big car, when you wear this, when you look like that, you feel superior, right? It comes subconsciously, but you want that hit mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. superiority. And money is, like you say, a means to yeah, be able to correct. get that superiority. Yeah, yeah, so I think I wanted that status and that superiority, but I feel like it won't give me joy. I feel like because when I look at all these people, because I am friends with them, and I feel like I don't uh, look up to them or they don't have the values that I want to have. So like, I think I was also exposed to like a lot of different things in life, like experiences, and also because I surround myself with different people, some people chase after experiences, which also requires money by the way, doesn't mean you're not materialistic if you chase experience. But I feel like uh, my, my goal has shifted into what kind of level of class or status is more of like having I'm gonna I will want money to achieve that peace of mind just so that I don't have to burden anyone okay if I get sick I have insurance okay, okay. if I um if I, you know if I my car breaks down I have money to cover for that so I just want money just for that peace of mind but not like I don't want to be a billionaire because I feel it's like fucks. yes and, yeah and I feel like billionaires also is like the whole if one person can hoard so much wealth that's like you're basically a thief. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel. That's how yeah. I feel about it. Yeah, right? So I feel like... But I like, I like... I love the way you put it. Like, you want money to give you... You want enough money to give you peace of mind. Yeah. That, that, and that's something I never thought about. But yes, actually, yeah. I I feel the same way right? at the end. Me, me with that whole, like, passive income. Yeah. Just so that I can do nothing. Yeah. And still be able, if I get sick, if I need money for my car. Like, still yeah, like the basic and then... You're, you're, I mean, I think I'll be happy. Last thing that I want before we like wrap it up, for somebody who is maybe not struggling, but, you know, is trying to be a bit better with mm-hmm. money. What are some of the quick or like, doable, let's focus on doable things you think that work for you Okay. as you are you know, getting better. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe around saving. Saving. I think number one, um, don't judge yourself. Mm. In, if mm-hmm. you're in a um, difficult situation, because you know, yeah, people make mistakes. That's how you learn from it. So I think accept your situation. What worked for me was just. 
to have even if it's like 100 ringgit 50 ringgit that's that's good enough savings yeah, right? yeah. or even use cash like for me what helped also was like say I withdraw like 100 ringgit then I'll just put 50 bucks in my drawer so I have like and then suddenly like after 2-3 months I'll be like hey I have 200 here then I'll put that into my savings account or like I also try not I keep a separate bank account yeah so like so every time I get my salary then I'll pay all my bills and I'll also park um, a certain amount into that account and I also um, try not to log in into that account a lot so then I so forget the password the and I don't oh, see you it. forgot the password yeah. I don't know whether you I'll just like deliberately, deliberately <laughs> t- uh, tell myself to forget so that it makes it harder for me to for you, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay interesting yeah. uh, for, for me similar juga I think it's like the same idea lah. don't look at the money yeah. if you don't see the money then you will like don't think that you have it Yeah. Um, I as a lot of the things, even when we were talking about nutrition and how I lost weight, even with my money, the first thing I did was track all my expenses. And uh. the thing about tracking, and I'm saying track my expenses, like I literally, for maybe six months, track every single cent oh. that I, that came out of my... You look wallet. at your bank statement. Bank state. It was a function of bank statements. I, I didn't like using cash because cash doesn't, oh. doesn't, trans- doesn't right, have right, a record, right? right? right, right. Uh, so I did... Yeah, most of it will be bank transaction, but I use an app. Oh. So as and when I'm hap- it's happening, I straight away log it in. Oh. And again, do it without any judgment. Right, right, and right. Just because you really want to see where all your money... Have you had this feeling, maybe last time, you it's have no true. money and you're like, what, 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 how did I spend the money on? Girl, you know what? I actually thought someone should read money from my bank account. Because it's so little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Been impossible. There. Been there. I'm like, I thought gaji. Good last week. I was like, hey, don't see like my amount. The kurang me. And then when you found out, oh no, I bought that shoes. You're like, oh right, that's where the money went. So that was the biggest thing was I just started report uh, recording everything and started seeing where all my money went. Right. And the first thing I saw was I did spend a lot on my friend. That was the biggest expenditure that I had and that was where all my money was going. Mm-hmm. And I found out and when I say spending with friends, it's like it's their birthday, so I buy them something or maybe their mother died, so right. I went or we are going out, we go on a staycation because it's like his birthday. Right. So all this expenditure when you look at it one time, oh it's a really good friend of mine and I can afford it, so let's do it. But it was a Excellent. big chunk of my expense and I questioned myself, well will my friends think less of me because I'm doing this for them right yeah would they think less of me if I spend 20 ringgit on their gift as opposed to 150 ringgit if that person was a good friend just like how I would look at somebody yeah. else it wouldn't have mattered you don't even have to yeah. buy me a gift yeah. that's how I feel about yeah. my friends right? yeah. I felt like I had to do I had oh. to buy stuff for my friends I had to go out and take them out and right. makan. You, that was your expectation of yourself yes a 1000% yeah. it was mm. mine so that was the first thing I tackled mm. but how did I find that out was through tracking my expenses first so it sounds tedious but you I think will be surprised about what you find this. out yeah. just like do it for a couple months just to really see you know the question now yeah. I have no question about where is my money where did I spend my money I know exactly where I spent my money okay um, so that first is that realization um and then I use this app where I give myself a budget every month. 
Okay. Uh, so I did the experiment first, uh-huh. so I know roughly how much I should be spending, right. and then I gave myself a budget. And mind you, my budget also include luxury. Okay. Because I I wanted to give myself. If right. I felt like I want to buy a hundred and fifty ringgit face cream, yeah, then it's my money. Right. I will do it. Okay. But I did have a budget, say like five hundred ringgit for luxury, right. month, whatever that money is lah. So I allow certain allowances, but I had a budget. Yeah. And so once we have that budget, I actually don't even look at my bank account. Oh. So I don't know how much I have in my bank wow. account. I only look at the app. The app say I have a three thousand ringgit budget for Quite this month. Okay. So I only every time I log in, I log in in the app, right? Yeah. So if I've already spent two thousand five hundred ringgit for that month, even if my bank account has like I don't know whatever amount, yeah. I still feel I'm poor <gasps> because I have five hundred ringgit. Oh my god! Left. I need this. So it's a mind game oh, that wow. I have created on myself was by not looking at the money. Dude. So that's why like it was an accidental savings right. because I didn't change my budget. Wow. Then that's why I could ask the question, Amira, what is enough for you? And then it hit so damn real for me that I did not need enough. I did not need a lot. So I am earning like this amount of salary, like killing myself working. I don't need that much actually to be happy. To be yeah, to have everything I need. Yeah. To again, mind you, I'm a single woman, so I don't have kids. Yeah. Different. Of course, when you have kids, it's like yeah. So it's a different game. game, Different game. Maybe I'll change my mind once I have a family. But right now. I am comfortable with this. So when I took my career break, uh-huh. I know exactly how much money I needed to right. sustain for a particular stuff. amount of time. Um, so it all came from the first few months of tracking my expenses and right. all the lessons that came out of. How do you stick to your budget? Like okay, say so you say like three k. How do you? Because for me, I think the the problem will be like okay, I have three k. But okay lah. So like, say I know I have an X amount in my bank account. How do I? How do you stop yourself from going into your bank account? Um. So but I have to record. Uh-huh. So say I have five hundred ringgit right yeah. left in my budget, uh-huh. and I wanted to buy something that's seven hundred and fifty uh-huh. ringgit. Maybe it's just me. But <laughs> even if I buy that thing, it's okay. It's my money. Put okay. I made a decision. I have to pay seven hundred fifty ringgit. Then the app will show red color. Ah. Okay. There is something about that that fucks with my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a competitive person, right. so that's why. But, but even I get triggered when I see that ring. Correct. Yeah. And again, I'm not looking at how much money I have in my bank. It's just your budget. I'm only looking at that five hundred ringgit. So if that thing is seven fifty and I only have five hundred ringgit, then I'll make the decision of actually this month I cannot afford this lah. So see. it's like on the twenty fifth right now. I only have six more days. So why not wait six more days, and then I make the purchase. So my second tip okay, okay. that I really, really, if you want, if you have a big purchase uh-huh. item, sleep on it. How long? For me, uh, I will wait for the next month. Oh, if well, next man. month uh-huh. I still want it, uh-huh. more often than not, then I'll get it. Oh. But usually by next month, I am obsessing about some other thing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and you can like, assess it. If yeah. after thirty days you still feel like you need to think about it, then you know assess it again. But I say a month because I have that monthly budget. Ah. So I try because if I decide. Not to buy this, then I have the liberty to buy something else. Mm. So that is the reward that I tell myself for not buying this. Oh, I'd be like, oh, but if I don't spend this, that means I have the liberty of some future purchases. Yes, ah. some future purchases. So ah. maybe like delayed gratification. Right. That's what. Are you? How do you stop yourself from being addicted to that instant gratification that comes with you? Remember last time you were saying mm-hmm. that you had you wanted that hit. Yeah. How do you? So, but I sit down like after maybe like two hours, <laughs> and then the kid kind of like kind of like, 
my, for me, I realized since, uh, since the pandemic, I've been buying a lot of things online. The heat comes when I buy the thing online. Anyway, it comes. And it comes like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought this? I would be so much more excited for yeah. this. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. When I had like really bad with the therapy, I had a bunch of clothes that I never even wore. It's just sitting with its tags. Right. Still there because I'm waiting for that opportunity. Yes, waiting to That sh- event, that birthday party, that nice shoes that I'm going to get next yeah. year. I'm going to go with that dress, girl. Meet oh myself. my god. Then once you get dressed, you need shoes to go with that dress. Then and you need accessories. Bags, accessories, makeup. <laughs> it just never ends. It just and then yeah, that's the thing. Like with another thing is like capitalism, right? It's also the whole society that like we'll do a separate episode about this, but I think it's also about why you're you're feeling the need. I think a lot of the times when I ask myself like uh, I wanna buy this, I wanna buy this, I wanna buy that, it's because I wanted to portray a certain mm. kind of image of mm-hmm, myself. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like like for example the Chanel bag, mm-hmm. I bought it because it represents it was Something that I've always wanted since I was 18 because everyone else had, like my friends had it and I wanted it. And then I felt like I was lesser than them for the 10 years or whatever. And then once I got it, it didn't give me that feeling, that gratification that I thought I would get. Then it made me realize every time I look at the back till today, I'm just like, you stupid bitch. Thinking that it's yeah. a negative thing. Yes. I guess like sometimes we, we learn through mistakes, you know, getting into credit card debt, yeah. taking personal loans to fund your wedding mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like all these decisions and if you don't go through it, then you'll never learn. I think we are a huge proponent about being kind to ourselves and sure. it's a journey. Yeah. Money actually is emotional. Like how you know For people sure. eat food can be emotional. Yeah. Money is also very emotional. Yeah. And being kind to yourself for all the mistakes that you've made. Yeah. And all the purchases that you think were bad ideas or you know it happened. Yeah. We both learn from it. There yeah. is a story. But focus on what you can, can do. do next. Yeah. It's never gonna be too late for you to start. Yeah. making better decisions about money. In this society that we live in, that's like very capitalistic, materialistic, focusing on status and all of that, it's only natural for humans to spend, to make all these reckless decisions to fill this void or like mm-hmm. to fulfill mm-hmm. certain expectations. So the society itself is built or structured to make you go oh, yeah, yeah. vulnerable towards like the, the influence of money. Yeah, yeah. So I think take control of yourself. Yeah. Take control of and your power over I your think, own money. Like you mentioned, you, we were scared and also mm-hmm. embarrassed. I yeah. think if you're kinder to yourself, then you won't be embarrassed. I feel like that is like the biggest... I think when you're embarrassed, then you don't want to talk you, about yeah, it. You don't want to think about it. Then you, you hide. hide. Yeah. Then you're like living in this anxiety. Then you wonder, oh, why do I have anxiety? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? True, true. Uh, don't be afraid of money. Yeah. And don't I, be embarrassed. I, that's the, I think that's a good one that for us to end. It's okay to be afraid and yeah. it's okay to be yeah. embarrassed yeah. about money. Yeah. Because money is also part of how we feel about ourselves. Correct. It's a reflection. It's a reflection, right? And how we feel. Sometimes if you're too shy to like talk about it with your family or friends, there's always the internet people, yeah. right? Yeah. People I mean, the internet. yeah, we are the people of the internet. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Reach out um, to us also. But we will also, I mean, I would absolutely also love to hear uh, what are some of your experiences around either struggles with money mm-hmm. or success stories yeah. with money. Uh, especially like in your 20s, you know? Yeah. Um, because that I feel is like the period of time where you have money but you're yeah. so confused about it uh, but it's an interesting topic uh, and it's not just topic that's for fluff because it could really change your life money can change your life money can you change know? your life for the better or for the worse 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is it. Thank you for joining us, guys. We Thanks hope so that our ramblings make some sense to you. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Till Thank the you. next one. Bye, guys. Bye.